Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles, Brian McElfresh, and Doug Gravely. Hey everybody, how you doing out there in CFBDynasty.com, fantasy football land. My name is Matt Knowles. As always, with me, the one and only BMAC, Brian McElfresh, and join, uh, joining us back after his one-week sabbatical, the one and only Doug Gravely. Brian, Doug, how are you doing today? We've got a great show for you guys out there. Today, we're going to talk about the controversy. Yes, there's some controversy in the CFB Dynasty Open League. We'll get to that later, but I know there's all kinds of awesome news and notes and other fun stuff, rankings that BMAC and Doug want to talk about. BMAC, Doug, how are you guys doing today? Well, I just want to let you know that this CFB lit up behind me is is Kentucky blue, not Florida blue. That was one rough game. There's ne- it's never worse in in any scenario where unless Florida was the home team because I've witnessed some a uh, couple of rough ones at home where you just cannot stop the run and you're expected to have a strength of stopping the run. And Ray Davis ran all over that low energy. Florida defense in that game. So uh, I could be better at a good fantasy weekend for the most part, but that Gator game crushed my spirit. Just sit there in <laughs> silence and anger I was, for three and a half hours. I, I was sitting in a uh, in a sports bar in Asheville, North Carolina on Friday night watching NC State go to town in the first half on Louisville, go into halftime, looked like they had it all squared away, and then they forgot that there was even a second half in that game. Looked absolutely miserable. Definitely some fall off in that game. Going to be in our news and notes later on. But uh, Doug, what about you? What's going on with your happy, smiling face today? Man, just living the dream, buddy. That's me. That's every day, living the dream. But no, I am just ready to talk football after being out from this last week. Excited. Um, got some good news and notes for everybody today. And just good to be back with you guys, man. I'm excited. I got a big matchup, doubleheader this week against you, Matt, and, and uh, the home league. So it's going to oh, be a yeah. big one. We both got a couple big players going tomorrow night. So I got a big matchup with a bunch of people fun. on buys. So, so BMAC, have we confirmed that we might have a special guest on the show today at some point? Have we confirmed that that's actually going to happen? Confirmed, yep. Confirmed! Yes! This is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Whenever you, whenever we want to bring the special guest in, we don't have to bring that person in yet. But whenever you want to bring that person in, we'll go to that segment and we'll talk about some very important information, very important things. But I, I know am, we don't want to go there just yet, right? Right, correct. And I'm glad we get to see you move around this show. The last couple of shows have been rough in terms of uh, in terms of that. But now you're looking like you're getting ready for Halloween. Like you're the yeah, you're the Matt Knowles who's going to haunt us in our dreams. With the, he haunts me. In my you don't want me to yeah. judge. You don't want me to just sit like this. I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so bad, man. I mean, got a dog. Every Wednesday night, I have trouble falling asleep from seeing this guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you're saying you're thinking about me when you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. The show's gonna buy you uh, a ring light, Matt. That fixes this. Here we go. I've got it. There's literally a ring light right here. I don't understand. Yeah, I've literally got like a ring light right behind me. The brightest Kelvin rating possible. It Whatever just makes we'll it transparent. It's fine. <laughs> there is that better. There you go. No. That, there's as bright no, as yeah. possible. Dear Lord, no. sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Wash me completely out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh good stuff. Ready? We can we can news and notes it up if you're ready for it. All right. Let's bring the energy. Here we go. News and notes around college football. Let me see if I can bring some energy to this news and notes section in the words of BMAC. <laughs> so we got Zachariah Branch. Um, a lot of people love this guy. And uh, he is hopeful to return this week for USC. So that could be a, a game changer for them. Relique Brown, um, somebody that at CFB we were super high on being a sleeper guy this year um, after potentially making a move to slot receiver and all that fun stuff. But with the emergence of Zachariah Branch, yeah, you know. Yep. That's, so that's um, <laughs> after reports of him considering redshirting this year, he was observed practicing this week. He Keep in mind that you can redshirt and still practice. But 
who knows where that situation is going. I don't know, but it's an, it's a situation to, to keep an eye on. But like I said, with Zachariah Branch coming back, if he is going to register, now would probably be the time for him. Um, and we all know, most of us that are big college football guys, Riley Leonard on crutches after the game last week against Notre Dame. And uh, the positive is it's considered a high ankle sprain and not season ending. And they have a bye this week. So um, potentially maybe miss a game or two, they're saying. But uh, (laughs) positive for us and for me, I love watching the kid play, is that it's just a high ankle sprain and it's something more serious. So um, Cade McNamara for Iowa quarterback out for the season with an ACL injury. Caleb Johnson, running back for Iowa, is back at practice. That's good. Brew McCoy, the one that made my stomach hurt. Um, so you mentioned this, it, and dude. I didn't watch oh. it because, Bro. like, there are so many things that I could watch, but, like, ankle or leg injuries affect me the most from, you know, when, having had them in the past. When it reminds me of my fishing days and a f- bass flop. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Hey, BMAC. B Mac, were you at the gym? Because B Mac and I used to play basketball together. Were you at the gym when yes, Alex dislocated his ankle and his foot was flopping around? Mm-hmm. It, it, it looked worse than that. I, it was absolutely, absolutely horrible. Absolutely, it was like somebody just took a piece of spaghetti and just flopped it around. I, I felt so yep. bad for the guy. Not for me, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was rough to watch for me, um, but. It, Positive is he had successful ankle surgery. Yes, he's out for the season. I don't know what that means for the kid's future, to be honest with you. I don't know when to expect him back. What, what's more what's affecting or effective on you guys? Would you rather watch like Hannibal eat someone's face or an ankle injury like that? Um, um I, I would rather watch something that's not real. I'd rather yes, watch something that's not real. Yeah. I'm down. We'll watch the face. Um <laughs> Jeez, wow, that threw me off a little bit. So um, now we got Antoine Wells, who I just don't think he likes playing football. He's hardly ever on the field. Um, what a baller. He, that stinks, man. He's he's in a walking boot. Um, like you said, when he plays, man, he is good. He's a baller. But he's just he's got a fragile body, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes it's like that. And yeah. unfortunate for people that are of his caliber, which sucks. Yeah. So he's doubtful this weekend. But when he's out there, he's great. Like I think of him like of a Keenan Allen in the NFL. Like he's he gets hurt every year, but when he's out there, he's great. Yeah, one hundred percent. Then you got Treshawn Ward, running back for Kansas State, full now practice. He's someone who better go. come back. He better come yeah. back because Giddens was taking it. Oh, he was he was doing well, for sure. Travis Hunter, wide receiver for Colorado. He's still two to three weeks from returning. Oof. Um, but. I will say, and BMAC, you and I talked about this a little bit, um, not to get too off course here, but what did you think of him reaching out to the Colorado State player and them having a sit-down and So cool. Like uh, one I, of the, the best videos, if you haven't seen it, go see it. But it's, it was great. Yeah, I think that that's – I think it was a smart move on his part. I do also think that, uh, you know, regardless of them trying to smooth the waters there, that college football definitely has to take a look at. And we talked about this before, but you're not talking about a star player that at that point was a Heisman Trophy candidate um, who, because of a dirty play, a cheap shot, now misses at least half of his season. And the guy who did it has, has no penalty, no anything. I'm like, that. that's not, that is, is, is not um, making coaches out there feel like, you know what, I, I want to go play fair. I feel like if you're somebody that's got a little dirty streak in you, um, you might say, Hey, look, that guy just took out one of their star players, changed the entire course of their season and nothing's going to happen to my team. That NC, the, the NCAA has got to do something about that. Yeah. Or did Travis Hunter do everything he could do to prevent kidney laceration? Maybe he could have <laughs> done some different exercises. <laughs> how, yeah. how, do how dare he not stop himself getting cheap shot in <laughs> Dear Lord. All right. So. <laughs> We've got the Carlos Brooks running back for Arizona State back practicing after missing the last three weeks, so could be big for them there. Marvin Harrison got tweaked up a little bit um, in the game, but he's a full go at practice. And then you got Lincoln Victor, 
wide receiver for Washington State, having a great year. He is progressing quicker than they expected, but he's likely out this week, and I think he was out last week too. Um, Then Antonio Williams, wide receiver from Clemson, hopeful to practice in pads this week. So He's looking better. He was hopeful to practice in pads, I think, the end of last week, and it didn't happen. So hopefully this week he can get back into pads. Um, A big one for Arizona. Jaden Delora, quarterback, has not practiced yet this week. So um, keep an eye on that if you've got Arizona receivers on your fantasy teams and stuff too because I know it uh, it affected me a little bit last week in my team with having cowing. Then you've got A.J. Allen running back for Miami, who is a full go this week. So I would expect a running back share in Miami again this week with him being back. And then Elijah Arroyo, the long-awaited Elijah Arroyo, tight end for Miami, could be returning this week. Brian, how do you feel about that, bro? I know you like him. I need him. I'll say, like, this is – you're talking about the home league. I've got him in a a few leagues, but he's supposed to be the best athlete on the team. And uh, he was hit a great fall, and then he got hurt going into the season. In the home league, I've, I'm dealing with, uh, you know, Eric Gilbert taking up a roster spot. And uh, that's all sad. If I was allowed to cut him, I would. I'm just kind of waiting for him to get kicked off the team so I get a free drop out of him instead of having to use one of my <laughs> three that idea. we get on the year. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen this year if it hasn't happened already. Whatever. But um, I need Arroyo, honestly, to be yeah. good before Brock Bowers' bye week is coming. So... Then you've got Taylor Green, quarterback for Boise State, splitting reps Uh-oh. with Maddox Madsen. Um, there's some problems up there in the in the blue, up in the blue. Um, yeah, right now, people, I can say. <laughs> right now, right now, Genty is basically the entire offense. Um, Taylor Green has looked good at times, but man, that's that's going to be rough, and that's a that is a fantasy killer. You can't start a quarterback that's going to be split in time. And then you've got Reggie Love, running back for Illinois, back practicing this week. Jalen Daniels, quarterback for Kansas, questionable with a back flare-up. He hasn't practiced yet this week, so uh, Neil could be the guy over there again this week for them. Jaden Greathouse, receiver for Notre Dame, expected to return this week. He's missed a little bit of time, so could be good for them because he has pretty much started in the slot all season when he's played. Then you got Gage Larvadane. Wide receiver, Miami, Ohio, game time decision. Another fantasy uh, receiver that's crushing it before his injury. So for you guys that have him, hopefully he comes back. One of Mike Davis' many red flags. Yep. And then (laughs) big, big Matt. I'll let you take the last one, bro. I'll let you take the last one. All right. So Brennan Armstrong is going to get benched uh, at NC State at quarterback. He's had a couple of really abysmal performances recently. Uh, NC State's going to be bringing MJ Morris back in. They had hoped and they had even uh, told him that they were going to redshirt him this year. Um, Even when there was mop-up duty at some other games, they brought other quarterbacks in. MJ Morris, the dynamic quarterback, um, they're going to pull him off the redshirt. It was kind of crazy this past weekend. NC State played on Friday night. Uh, They lost in putrid fashion. Couldn't get anything going in the second half. And the student body was putting one uh, uh, missing posters up. You know, they're like the milk carton kind of thing. But they were putting missing posters up all over campus saying, if, if you've seen MJ Morris, find him and get him over to Dave Doran. Um, they put him, made a big push. Um, does that mean that the coach, does that mean that the coach uh, would listen to that for making his decision? No, but it was pretty much a decision that everybody saw needed to happen. Needed to get some kind of spark on the offense. Too much talent. So MJ Morris, the starting quarterback going forward for NC State. Well, guys, that's our that wraps up our news and notes uh, for for this show. So, just keeping on some of these game time decisions, we will update you on uh, Discord as the information becomes available. Yep, thanks for keeping that up to date, Doug. Um, all right, um, where are we going next, Matt? I think I think we should go straight to the open review, Matt. I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time. It's, we have let's, a let's, uh, let's do a couple. Let me get Carissa backstage first, and then yeah, man. Um, let's move along real quick then to uh, streamers, I guess, and get that out of the way while okay. um, while we wait for Carissa to come backstage. So let's get it. Let's go streaming.
All right, guys. So we got some streamers for you guys. Um, my first one is going to be Omarion Miller, wide receiver at Colorado. Um, freshman kid came in last week and ultimately helped Colorado get back in that game against USC. Um, he looked uncoverable, really. And I think he only there was one target that wasn't a connection between him and Sanders. Um, I mean, he looked really good for a freshman kid, just kind of get, getting thrown to the wolves there. Um, can I can I just add a anecdote there? Uncoverable yeah. by USC, who we don't know right. if they can cover anyone. So right. we'll see. So what do so, you guys, what do you guys think about what do you guys think about Colorado there? You do you think Colorado is the team that we saw in the second half against USC, or do you think Colorado is the team that we saw in the previous three halves um, between uh, USC and Oregon? Uh, I, I I was pretty impressed that they were able to come back and at least make a game of that. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I think um, <laughs> I think teams. In the pack, better watch out for Oregon is what I'm going to say because they look to be a more complete team than the rest of them. So um, I do think Oregon's got a much, much, much better defense than USC. And I'm not saying Colorado's bad, but I would expect more performances kind of like on the middle ground from them, I guess, at this point, getting into conference play. Maybe not crushing teams like they did at the beginning of the year, but more so middle ground from them probably. Make a couple games interesting here and there. I think a big one to watch for them is going to be Utah at the end of the year. Um, if Utah's top two guys are back that game, I can see that being another game that uh, Colorado gets crushed. But uh, for the most part, I expect them to be like, you know, keep games interesting and probably not get blown out by 30 something points. But I think any given week, they're going to be able to score against a lot of these defenses though. Um, then my, my other streamer is going to be Eugene Wilson for Florida. Um, I like him a lot. He's available. I think he's only taken in about 8% of leagues. And with the news of Caleb Douglas being out four to six weeks for Florida, who, Looked really good in, in games that he was playing. He I looks think, like he's going to be a baller. Right? Yep, I think Eugene Wilson is a good sleeper from this point on for, for Florida. I've got a couple. Elijah Arroyo obviously is not taken in a lot of leagues. Um, he was one of the more hyped tight ends, and that passing attack has improved a ton. That was one of the concerns with Arroyo going into the year. It's like, okay, if he's the best athlete, that's great but how good is that attack actually going to be through the air? And we know that's, that's going well with Van Dyke. So I like Arroyo a lot. Um, if you're in a league that rosters tight ends, he's someone to kind of look at and you can stream him for a few weeks, let him come off the injury, see how he does um, and potentially hold him for the rest of the year. And then Josh Kelly, you know, with the news uh, out of Washington state there at, at receiver, um, you know, he's, He's been great. You know, the last two games combined for over 200 yards and and four touchdowns. So um, he's a deep threat. He's been, uh, you know, really good, pretty consistent throughout the whole season. So I like Josh Kelly a ton there. And then, um, you know, MJ Morris, we talked about him uh, enough already. And if you need a defense, um, you know, Florida is, is a good play at home. They should be playing angry this week and tackling and stuff um, against Vanderbilt um, with a, a big 18 and a half point spread, I think. So um, statistically, they're, they're a really good play for a defense that should or could be out there in your waiver wire. So that wraps that up. Matt, do you want me to bring in Carissa now? Bring her in. Let's, Let's go. go. So here's our special guest going to come in. Carissa, how are you doing? Good, how are you? So for those of you that don't know, Carissa works with Doug, works with BMAC. Carissa is in the CFB Dynasty Open League. And we said that when Carissa got her first win of the season, we wanted to bring her on the show. Why is this important? Because Carissa's had a, a kind of a rough run of it. There were some times she was starting guys that weren't even playing college football this year, guys that were injured but she got stuff together and she got not one, 
not three, but two wins last week. So, Carissa, how does it feel to get off the schneid and get that first win of the year? I really just needed to pull myself together. I didn't have a tight end for, I don't know, the first few weeks. Um, and I kept forgetting to check it. But now that I'm checking it and I understand it, I think we're in a good place. <laughs> and now that I understand so. So, so we've talked about that there is some controversy right now in, in the CFB Dynasty Open League. And Carissa is, is right there involved in it, but not really. But here's how the controversy is. So last week, we talked about how BMAC beat me by 0.08 points. It was a horrible defeat. I was disgusted because BMAC is down there at the bottom. So when looked at the stat, the standings this week, and somehow... BMAC only has one win. After we recorded our show last week, they went back and did a recheck of the stats, pulled two points off of BMAC's overall total, and even though we reported last week that I lost, I actually won the game. Mm. So BMAC had half of his wins pulled out from underneath him. BMAC is in 23rd out of 24 teams. He is 1-9. Carissa has got double the win total of BMAC, the person who has created CFBDynasty.com, the guy who does the rankings. BMAC, how does it feel to have Carissa with double the number of wins that you have? Uh, it feels good. You know, this, this is not built for me. I'm building this so that I can share the best information with everyone else so that they can have success. What and you know, that's part of, it's part of leadership and growth is... Leadership. Passing on what you know to other people to help them be successful in life. Man. And uh, here we go. Such a boss answer. And Doug, what does it feel like to have Car you got you, Doug? You got Carissa. Yeah. What's that? What? That was too politically correct. I was expecting like Saturday the Gators are losing, Brian. Like no. If you want time. that part of me, we'll talk about this week where it was me playing against <laughs> Brand Wood, nineteen eighty three. Um, and I started Trevor Etienne running backs are a struggle for me in this league right now. Uh, 8.7 points and played against Ray Davis, who went for 53.4 running all over the Florida defense. So that's, that's where my real anger will come out as I'm sitting there or maybe standing so, up to punch a wall or something. So Carissa, we are halfway through the season. You now have your first two wins of the year. What are your plans for the second half of the season? Are you going to make the playoffs? What is your prediction? No. no. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I could like, I don't think I could see the playoffs if they hit me in the face at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, so, there's, so there's you're a saying huge gap in the middle. So we've so got a lot of Carissa, by the way, is playing Oaktown this weekend. So speaking of Oaktown, speaking of Oaktown, the 1972 Dolphins popped the champagne this week because there are no more undefeated teams. The previously looked unbeatable Oaktown dropped a game this past week. So now we've got three teams at nine and one. We've got, what, eight teams at seven and three. And one of them is me because of the controversial ripping of a win away from BMAC and handing it back to me. Sorry, he'll go seven and four at least because I'm playing him this weekend. Yeah, you're probably I mean, right. You're, Uncle Joe, we got to give him some. Uncle props. Joe, nine and one. Nine and one, yeah. Unbelievable. Man. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I, I will have a test playing against Doug, who is literally only one standings point ahead of Carissa right now. So I'm worried. That's because I worried. beat her at 11 p.m. that night. You did, you beat her at 11 p.m. And let me tell you, I've never rooted for somebody else in this league more than Carissa that week just because I was hoping to be able to bust your chops when she beat you, but then Especially you don't even show up. With one position that didn't even have a player play. I was like, this I, know. Is not I didn't have a tight end. I would have won. I was literally oh, yeah. texting Brian, like, how do I work this on this app? I can't figure out. <laughs> to, on, to be back. real, to be real, Doug, you beat her at 11 PM and she only was playing you 10 players on seven because she had Three guys that were not playing that week. It's, it's not my fault that she thought it was soccer and one of her players was red carded. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so this this is not a this is not a complaining segment here. You can play some 
whiny piano music if you want. But this is where, <laughs> um, you know, based on the number of points I've scored, I should be oh middle God. of the pack-ish. Oh, yeah. so this, this is where it comes into play where, you know, if, I don't think this is available on fan tracks, but, you know, there are some leagues out there who you've got your one head-to-head matchup of the week and then you play against the whole league in points. So whoever puts up top half in points gets a win. If you go bottom half in points, you get a loss. Love that. I think it's available on Sleeper. Um, it's not it available on really many does. other fantasy leagues. BMAC is currently in 23rd. If it was just based on points alone, he'd be in 16th. That's the difference between where he's at. He would jump up seven, seven spots. Now, Carissa... <laughs> Carissa would be about 17. She'd be right there below BMAC. I, I, this isn't looking good for you, Brian. <laughs> this is not <laughs> I didn't So, so Carissa, I, I, do, I do have a question for you, Carissa. As somebody that is now, you're, you're on the podcast right now with myself and Brian and Doug, three guys that are, are very heavily devoted to college fantasy football, definitely, and they're looking at the stats, all this stuff. You're brand new to doing this. Mm-hmm. How would you, how do you, what do you feel like your knowledge of the game and of the leagues and how it all interacts is now compared to where it was when you, when you were like, yeah, I'll join this league and really didn't know what was going on. How much more do you feel like you know, you know now than you knew then? Um, I think I, it's almost like a, like a double answer. Do I technically know more now? Yes. But do I realize more now how much I actually don't know? 100%. <laughs> like, there's so much more to this than I thought there was. I was like, oh, my God, it's never ending. There's so many more players in college than there are in, like, the pro leagues. Yeah. Like, it was just so much more than I thought it was going to be. But I still have learned a lot. It's been really fun. Yeah. Oh, and if you if you sort, let's keep the re, re-cue the piano music there. If you sort by points oh, against, oh I'm number gosh. one. Points against. I'm number five. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, number, I'm number two, so I've definitely—I mean, I'm number three, so I've definitely been, uh, definitely been playing some high-end matchups. You have been had some—you've had some great matchups. It, it yeah. seems like when, when people are like, "Oh, we're playing Doug, Matt, or Brian this week. Let's score a lot." <laughs> well, but they—you they, they, know—they want to give their best. They want to be able to beat the host. They want to be able to show them what's up. That it's not all about the CFBDynasty.com hosts. Well, that's the only reason I joined this. I thought it was, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, BMAC, do you play Carissa this year? I don't know because I know there's some teams with there with there being 20 games. There's some teams that don't play. Do you know if you play Carissa in this season? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, probably statistically, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, there needs to be a wager on that one. Deal. Uh, well, Chris, like I said, thank you, BMAC thank you for for jumping. Carissa. Thank you. Week nine. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. That's going to be intense. Thanks, Carissa. So, Carissa, thank you for jumping in here on the uh, on the pod with us. Didn't know if there's anything else you wanted to say to the to the rest of the league before you head on back out. We're really glad that you could uh, get your first win of the year, showing that if Carissa can get a win, anybody can get a win, even BMAC. <laughs> but any final thoughts you have for uh, for the rest of the crew out there? Uh, good luck now that I know what I like. I know how to use the app. <laughs> All right, well, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Chris, for joining. And uh, now let's go on with the show. All right, where do we want to go now, BMAC? Let's get uh, rankings pulled up on the screen and just talk about some of the things that we have um, going on this week. So, again, if you're new or tuning in, you know, the defense stats are updated every week. Um, So what you'll see new um, is versus the pass versus the rush. We know these numbers are going to normalize as, you know, teams like USC play uh, better and better defenses, maybe throughout the season there, once they get against Oregon and others. Um, Same with a lot of these smaller schools where you think about like Ball State, they've played Georgia, they've played other like really big time schools opening up, but you expect that to even off. You expect like Marquez Cooper and some of the others that we uh, ranked really high. We expect him to have a great finish to the season, whereas it's been a struggle at the start. So how about Jackson Dart, man? Um, 
Ole Miss, and uh, he's had a great start to the season. Um, any thoughts on Ole Miss, Arkansas? Did you catch any of the LSU Ole Miss uh, shootout? I was on the show floor in Asheville. I did was able to catch very little this week. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch much of that game at all. I watched the whole game. It was it was wild, and uh, yeah, a ton of passing. Obviously, Brian Thomas uh, took off, but uh, man, Trey Harris looks really good. You know, you can see why he's the number one target at Ole Miss as he comes back to health. I expect him to be startable probably every week the rest of the year for Ole Miss. But Jackson Dart, it's a surprise, like being there at you know, 38 fantasy points per game so far. And he's our fourth best start of the week this week. I love seeing uh, Tyler Van Dyke at that spot at six uh, in the open league, 24 teams. I was able to get him off the waiver wire because Michael Penix is, uh, is on a buy this week. So it was shocking to see the guy who's at the number six spot out there on the waiver wire. Yep. That's legit going up against Georgia tech. That'll be uh should be, an easy win for the Canes. The the projected score there is around 39 to 18. Um, UCLA is, is one. This is one where it's debatable to me. You look at the stats and how many points Washington State should put up this week. Cam Ward is ninth, but is definitely a risky, risky one. If we had like an anti-brisket lock where it's like someone that might perform worse, you know, the stats have him at four touchdowns. He's probably going to be responsible for all of them. So it's a 28-31 kind of uh, final score. But defense against the pass for UCLA is 26th against the rush, 11th. Uh, much improved UCLA defense. I don't think a lot of people realize uh, how improved they are. And, and they're legit good defense under Chip Kelly this year. So that was risky. That was risky. So for the people that are going to ask BMAC, and <clears throat> just for like some clarification stuff, what makes you put him at nine still above other people that seem to have better matchups? Say that again, sorry. So just for people that are probably curious, um, you know, what would make you put Cameron Ward at nine still above people that, presumably seem to have better matchups. Okay, yeah, good question. So part of it is, you know, what percentage of the offense are you? So Cam Ward, as a percentage, and you see this as a trend with dual-threat quarterbacks, they suck all the fantasy points in like a vacuum. So that's why typically if you uh, you want a running back that runs for a team that has a, uh, a pocket passer at quarterback – Cam Ward Cam. runs enough. Like he, if if Washington State scores, he's probably responsible for it, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Certainly, Dylan Johnson will get some, but um, yeah, he's yeah. just that high of a percentage. And you see him averaging, or he had fifty-four his last two outings. He's someone that's also hard to sit. So as I'm looking at it, it is like, who would I start in order if all of these people were on my team? Um, we'll scroll down a little bit to running back. So Matt's boy, Genty, uh, sitting at number one, uh, 33.8 fantasy points per game. Uh, super consistent. Like you said, man, he is, he is the offense. And then when, it, yeah. Ishmael, when we Mahdi, talk, yeah. Ishmael Mahdi, the same thing. He is, he has really jumped up. Yeah. He's yeah. come on super strong. He's our number two start of the week. And then one where I kind of overrode the stats was with Judkins just because he had some like injury riddled games early. Um, if like, I think he's going to be the offense or the bulk of it, at least on the ground, obviously this week, I think Ulysses Bentley is questionable. Um, and I don't think they're going to run Riscano and, and whatnot out there that much. So I think Judkins will be a heavy part of the offense. Penny Boone is uh, sitting there at fourth. He's been incredible. Um, and then Daquan Finn, though, took a step up, took a step forward last week, finally getting a really good game. And Finn's got a great matchup this week, too. 
one who I like on this on our on our running back list. He's and he's there pretty much every week, um, no matter who they play. Uh, but man, Braylon Allen has Allen. to be a, considered a top ten guy anymore with Malusi going down. Um, yes, that Wisconsin. I think Braylon Allen is going to be, <laughs> you know, that probably twenty five to thirty carry guy a week. I would have to guess. So. I really like the fact that we have Braylon Allen consistently in the top of this list, especially now with Malusi being out. Pop down real quick Pop to down. receivers. This is all available, like as you guys know, under rankings, CFF, boom, week six is available. We post it to the Discord first, and um, I am terrible at social media, so sometimes I'll share it, sometimes I won't. One day we will get better. But I will but also say make we, sure people remember, though, make sure people remember this is only available if you're a subscriber. Yeah, I, I will. If you're say not a, it, yeah. it helps a ton when you guys interact with our posts just because of how bad I am at social. So uh, that helps a lot, even just a, a little like or whatever helps. So, yeah, we've got Trey Harris. Hi, Colin Lacey, Brian Thomas. Um, now, the data would have you would have us put Thomas uh, first above Malik Neighbors, but I know Malik Neighbors is the the primary target there. Both of them have absolutely killed it, averaging 23 and 26 fantasy points a game respectively. And uh, <clears throat> sad I have neither of them in any league. They're, they're just throwing it around a ton. So every week, LSU uh, receivers are going to be a great start. Luther Burden. Man, he's someone that we ranked higher than everyone else going into the season, but I wish we ranked him even higher. He's been the star we thought he was going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, all of that's available. If you have questions or whatever, um, we'll make adjustments as news comes in and things. But uh, any questions, just feel free to ask us up on the Discord. We appreciate it. Speaking about questions, we do have a couple of comments on the uh, YouTube channel. So Jamie M says, I want fantasy, fantasy stats. I like to see fantasy points per game. Like example, Caleb Williams is 30 points per game to a Drake May, say 27 points per game. I can't find content like that. So that's exactly what we're talking about right here, Jamie M. If you are a subscriber to the CFBDynasty.com website, you can get exactly that. VMAC has got so many stats out there, so much stuff. For you to be able to dig into, that's exactly what you get if you go subscribe to the CFBDynasty.com site. Uh, you got what's up, guys? Yeah, we're misunderstanding who is, uh, you. Let let me know there, but that's uh, yeah, that's hopefully yeah, that's exactly what we're providing here. But more tools on the way for sure from a fantasy standpoint. And then we got what's up, guys? So this is a college fantasy football podcast, but he's asked a couple of pro things. He said, "What's up? Should I drop Jaden Reed or T Higgins?" Also, should I start the Jets, Houston, Tennessee, or Cardinals defense? Thanks. <laughs> well, answer really quick, dude. What? How many teams are in your league if your only options on defense are Jets, Houston, Tennessee, or Cardinals defense? That I, I don't even, I, dude. I would say in that situation, start none. Just don't even. Just don't even start a defense. Start a defense on a buy. That's horrible. That's uh, terrible yeah. options. Yikes! Oh, what no, do you think about the Jaden Reed or T Higgins? I. I am uh I think depending on the matchups, I would go Jets defense for sure. Um on this one. And then man, Cincinnati's offense is looking rough. Rough, rough. And Jaden Reed is actually having a great rookie season. I'd probably go Jaden Reed in this scenario because Cincinnati's offense can't figure anything out right now. So uh, my personal opinion, I would be to keep Jaden Reed and probably start the Jets defense. All right, and then Jamie M's got a couple more comments. Said it's been a while since he jumped on and said hello. He's two and three on the season, going for an even three and three. And then last, he's got a question for us. He said, "Is Chase from BYU worth the ad or not?" Um, I think so. Yes. I think he's he's been consistent. Like I like him. I like him a ton. And. Uh, let me see if we've got him up here on the starts of the week. Not 
not in the starts of the week today, but or this week. But um, yeah, I like him, yeah, and like he's him. been the primary guy. I think he should be someone that you'll be able to at least spot start. Like he's not an every week kind of guy, but he gets consistent he gets targets, and that's what we value a ton um, over well, a lot of other metrics. Yeah, and we don't have him in starts of the week because I have a buy. So, right, true, true. Good call. All right, so uh, BMAC, do we want to go to down to the brisket locks for this week? Are we already at that point of the show? It's time for the brisket lock. All right, I'll start this one off um, because I'm, that's how confident I am in my brisket lock this weekend. You won't see him on our rankings list at all, but I'm going Logan Smothers, the quarterback from Jacksonville State, who's playing against Middle Tennessee. Um, he recently officially, I think two weeks ago, took over the starting job, and that offense just looks better at Jacksonville State. And I'm rolling with Logan Smothers from Jacksonville State because I want to. Yeah, all right. And uh, I am – testing out a message that i sent you in slack matt so i muted you and uh i am correct it is you that is that are causing the echo here um so really quickly on mine i went with byron brown last week and uh he did have a really good week i thought he would be better on the grounds because navy was 98th against the run but he ended with uh, 24 for 36 through the air, 338 yards and three touchdowns, 33 and a half fantasy points there. Um, and then so this week, the same kind of uh, theology or ideology or whatever there with Marquez Cooper for Ball State running back. We've got him as the 50th best start. Um, you know, he's coming into the, the year replacing Carson Steele. He was supposed to kill it this season. A couple games ago, he had a rough game because the game script kind of went against him where Georgia Southern was able to kind of throw it around and get a big 21 nothing lead, just like we said could happen and take Marquez Cooper out of the, out of the game. This week, he's going up against the 130th uh, rush defense. So we'll see how Eastern Michigan plays and they're less explosive than Georgia Southern offensively. So hopefully it should be the, the close game that it's expected to be with Marquez Cooper being involved as a, you know, true, uh, you know, true advantage that uh, Ball State has against Eastern Michigan running the ball against the, the pitiful run defense. All right, Matt, who do you got this week? I got Tyree Shelton, the running back from Louisiana Tech. Over the past two weeks combined, he has 32 carries, 266 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, he's uh, he's moving himself into form for the year. I think he's going to have a good matchup. We have him at 30 on the running back rankings. I think he has a chance to outperform that this week. Yep, I agree. That's that's going to be good. So, um, host battle time. Let's do it. Let's do it. DFS so host on the host battle. battle, last week I was able to. One of these days, we'll 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 get that part going. <laughs> All right. So last week on the host the, uh, intro this year. Or this my week. bad. I definitely didn't want to be interrupted in that intro. That'd be terrible. So uh, last week I was able to hold off Doug. I got my second win of the season. I think it's good because all three of us have been able to get that that W spot. All three of us have performed well in certain weeks. We've sucked in certain weeks. It just shows that, you know, the blind squirrel can catch a nut every once in a while. Um, Doug, who do you have for this week in the uh, in the uh, DraftKings battle? All right. So, in the DraftKings battle, at quarterback, I got Cook from Missouri against LSU. Um I love any Dang, quarterback right now that's playing against LSU. <laughs> that's valid. Their secondary is putrid. Um, I, I also have him as my quarterback this week. He's seventy four hundred bucks too, which is not bad for a for a quarterback that's producing twenty six points a game mm -hmm. in DraftKings. Um, 
Then I went with Hampton, running back for North Carolina, at 5,700 against Syracuse. Syracuse does have a decent defense, but um, I I like what Hampton has been able to do so far this year, and I think he'll continue. Then my other running back, I've got Johnson from Iowa against Purdue at 5,100, who's coming back off injury. Um, He is questionable, so that may change for me as things go a little bit further, but um, I do like Johnson a lot. Um, Then I've got for my stack, because you guys know how much I love stacks, I went with Burden for Missouri um, against LSU. How much is he? I thought about it. 69. That's not bad. Which is not bad. And then I went with Bo Collins for Clemson against Wake at 5,200. Then we talked about one of the receivers from Washington State, but I went with Williams in my DraftKings um, with Victor being hurt. He was only 5,400. And after the injury last week, he went seven receptions, 174 yards, and a touchdown. So um, then a guy that I've been riding or dying with for some reason, he's in one of my lineups almost every week. I went with Eugene Wilson for Florida <laughs> at 5,000. Um, yeah. I think all around Vanderbilt has one of the worst defenses in the SEC. And I expect the ball to be distributed to playmakers all over the place, whether that's ETN or Johnson or any of those guys. So, and then I had to because I had a lot of money left, and I can 100% see this going in the direction of a very high scoring game. I went with Daniels from LSU for my super nice. flex against yeah. Missouri um, at 9,000. So I was able to save up some money. Solid. And I've still got 300 left over, but I didn't need it. So I went with Daniels at my super flex because I expect them to have to try to score a lot to keep up with Missouri. Solid. I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine. We'll like a T box, like in golf uh, honors. We'll save the last one for Matt here. Um, I went with cook, as I said, also in, uh, you know, LSU is playing at Missouri this week, uh, 7,400. It's an easy start to me. Great, great value. Um, I went with uh, ETN at 5,400, Shipley at 6,400 at receiver. Um, neighbors for LSU at 6,500. 80 Mitchell has been a premier red zone target for uh, Texas at 5,400 there. And then Eric All at 4,200. Um, I like Over the tight end there. I like it. Yeah, against Purdue at home, I expect him to be the premium or premier target, even though they've got a backup starting this week at quarterback. So we'll see how that one goes. I've got um, more invested in my super flex with Schrader at 7,200 at UNC. And then Travion Henderson um, home against Maryland. He's looked so good this year. He's at 7,400 in my flex. All right, let's go on to uh, to you, Matt. All right, so we've got a lot of the same guys. I think we're using a lot of the same strategies. I got uh, Daniels at my quarterback. I've got uh, Will Shipley and Amari and Hampton at running backs. I've got Malik Neighbors as uh, one of my receivers. I've got Dion Burks from Purdue, uh, who is at 5,700 who had uh, 19.3 points last week. He's averaging 17.1 points. Um, as one of my receivers, I got A.D. Mitchell as the other. Uh, at flex, because I went with some big guys, I had to find a low-level person because I, I basically spent the lights out. So my uh, my flex is Jay Sean Benjamin from Rutgers. He is only $3,500. He had 11.7 points last week. He's averaging 8.1 points um, per game. Obviously, that's not somebody that you want to be targeting, but he was the best from what I could find left over because I was able to uh, to get Egbuka from Ohio State in as my super flex. He's going to have a big game at some point, Egbuka, for sure. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah, last, last week he had 17.5 points. So um, I'm hoping that, that this is going to be another big week. I wanted to get a quarterback in there at Superflex, but I didn't feel like there was a quarterback option 
that was going to score better than Egbuka at that. So that's why I went with uh, Jay Sean Benjamin at flex because I wa didn't want to move anybody else out that I feel really confident about and just had to find the, be the best of the, the weakest options there. 100%. I like it. All right. So we've gone through the controversy in the open league. We've gone through our rankings. We've talked about the DFS battle. We've even given the brisket locks. BMAC, Doug, why don't you talk about what's going to happen once this show ends? When are you guys going to be on next? Are you guys going to be doing your DFS show on Saturday mornings? Where do we go from here? Yeah. So Squirrel White, I talked about him a lot in the DFS show. And he killed it last week. Um, did miss out on the touchdown. Um, but, you know, whatever. A bunch of targets. I think nine catches, 150-plus yards-ish. Um, so, yeah, we'll have the DFS show. Everything focused on DFS. Um, <clears throat> sleepers, stardom, sit -em, all that stuff. We do a live show Saturday morning to get everybody kind of prepped and ready with those last-minute decisions where maybe you don't want to blame yourself. Maybe you just want to blame us. And there was some blame to go around <laughs> yes, uh, on our part in Stardom Sidem last week. Um, but it wasn't us. It was the data that was wrong um, or the kids that, that let us down here. So not our fault at all. Can't accept blame for anything. <laughs> Just the credit. Um, all right. So in reality, though, yeah, it's a fun show. And uh, it's, it's up pace and quick and good. So you can get back to game day or your smoker or whatever else you're doing mm -hmm. on Saturday mornings. But hopefully uh, there's some, some, some intake of meat consumption on Saturday. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, but that's it. How about you, Matt? What's up for you this weekend? If you guys are in the Tampa area, I'm going to be down at the Spookala festival in Tampa. It's going to be a massive show. I'm going to be on stage doing panel interviews with the cast of the original scream movie, uh, Kevin mm -hmm. Smith, um, Scott Ian from Anthrax, um, Einstein Kills is going to have an acoustic set. There's, it's going to be a, a completely insane week. But if you guys are going to be down there at the Spookala Festival, uh, we're going to be set up in a booth in the Celeb Artist Alley booth 60. That's where we're going to be. Um, I will also be on the stage all weekend as well. So hopefully you guys are going to be there. And, uh, you know, I'll be trying to watch whatever college football I can. But uh, it's going to be tough this weekend because I'll be on the stage most of it. So. Well, thank you guys so much for joining, listening, like, subscribe, review us on your podcast platform. If you just have a second to do that, it, it's super meaningful to us and uh, look forward to cutting it up with you guys on Saturday. Hope you guys have a great week. Any closing anything, Matt, Doug? All right. I'm nope. good. I'm good, man. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the CFB Dynasty Podcast. Help us out by subscribing on YouTube and reviewing us on your podcast network.